Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Dating can be hard enough to navigate, but imagine straddling two cultures while you are trying to figure all of this out to find the one. I mean, I work with a lot of clients who are from different cultures who are living in America, and there are a ton of challenges that go with that when it comes to dating. So, on one hand, you know, a lot of people feel a strong pull from their upbringing of cultural values, family expectations all the things that they grew up with, especially if their parents are first generation from that country. But then they want to date like an American and trying to adhere to some of the, come on, but let's face it, people who are American listen to this a little bit zany ways that we date here. It is different, right? And actually, I find it so fascinating as I'm learning about different cultures and dating, there are different nuances. Like, so for instance, in American ways, you know, being asked out on dates via text, that's not in all countries. Going on dates that feel like a game of 21 questions, dating multiple people at once, talking about jobs and social settings, which seemingly defines you, like all those things are very American. And by the way, those are things that research has found, not just me like chatting about it, um, but they're vastly different than other countries. So here's the thing. Even if you are from another country and living in a foreign land, you live in the foreign land. So how do you navigate it all? I remember working with a woman whose parents were from China, and this was, gosh, this was a huge learning curve for me honestly. She grew up with a very strict Chinese household. And the expectations were that she couldn't date until she was 18. Uh, It was inappropriate to be close in proximity when she would be like talking with people. Her body language had totally different signals and what was like allowed in the Chinese culture. I mean, making eye contact, that was, you know, considered almost rude if you make eye contact. And she had no idea what flirting was all about. In addition, expressing feelings and cultivating relationships were not reinforced in her home. So growing up, she had, I mean, she had no idea what that looked like, what that felt like, and how that played out when it comes to dating. The lineage of women in her family were arranged marriages. So although she felt this strong pull, this connection to her heritage and culture, and actually she wanted to date a Chinese guy, but she wanted to date as an American woman. And so it was very confusing to her. So guess what? She actually flew me over to Shanghai to help her. And we we actually coached her in her country. And it was really like, an awakening for me. This is where I really learned firsthand about, you know, interracial, culturally different kinds of, you know, nuances when it comes to dating. And here is what I found. We started working together here in America to teach her about the flirting, expressing herself, creating conversations, dressing sexier. But when I got there, (laughs) the roles completely reversed. So everything I taught her here in America went out the door. 
no one made eye contact. No one smiled there. In fact, it was like I said before, it was disrespectful to look at someone in the eye. I couldn't speak the language, but I noticed that no one made small talk and everyone burped and after they slurped down their soup and eating meals. I mean, it was all different. So for the first time, I felt how someone must feel living in another country and trying to date. There, there are definitely unwritten dating rules in every country. And when we got back to America, we had to take a hard look at what she really wanted. And we mapped out a dating plan that made sense for her, given that she was straddling different worlds. And it was a plan that included making her own mini culture by combining aspects of what was important for her, but realizing in the end of the day, she wasn't living in China. She was living in America. And so she had, there were certain things that she had to let go of and shift her expectations. So she did this and she, you know, some of the ways she did this, but she would go on Chinese dating apps and she was going to events where people from her culture hung out. And of course she had to learn how to flirt and be more comfortable meeting people organically. So this is a really interesting topic. And I think so many people, you know, really struggle with all the nuances of, you know, dating with different cultures. And with me on the line today is someone very special, near and dear to me, who I have worked with before. But he is trying to assimilate to the American dating culture and is struggling to find his way, creating his own mini culture. He's somewhat new to the dating scene as well. So everyone, welcome Fred. Hi, Fred. Hi, Kim. How are you? Good. How are you? I am good. It is so nice to have you on, first of all. Thank you for coming on. No, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Oh, well, you know, this is such an important topic, and I definitely want to help see how I can help you, obviously, on this call, too. But maybe if you could just tell everyone a little bit about you and, you know, what where you come from and where you're going and what you want help with right now. Well, Kim, uh, <clears throat> I'm an immigrant uh, from South Asia. I was raised in a Muslim family and my brother was some, somewhat in a very conservative society, in a conservative household, uh, where looking at other women uh, was not considered very polite. Uh, so. In essence, I grew up in a culture where flirtation was not a big part of the culture. And on top of that, the religious values instilled in me uh, encouraged monogamy and uh, discouraged uh, dating and flirtation. Mm -hmm. And so after I moved to the United States, uh, after some time I got divorced and uh, then I had to sort of recreate my life and uh, look for a potential partner. So that's where, you know, uh, I reached out to you and you were very kind and you were very helpful. And it's, it's only because of you that uh, I'm, I'm doing this session today. Uh, so hmm. I'm, I'm going to try to be as open as I can. So please feel free to ask me any questions. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And, you know, 
I think you and I started with just even, you know, kind of the clothes that you were wearing, if I remember right, right? Just like the- That's right. Yeah. And and how you felt about yourself and your image, which is also, I mean, even just clothes and and image is a different thing here, right? Than back where you are. Uh, That is true. Uh, That is true. And, And I think you taught me that clothing and image is, Outside in and inside out. Uh, so, so yes, you're right. You're yeah. right. Clothing is is a, is a big part of it. Well, and so that's where I feel like we started. And tell me, and maybe we can just kind of walk the audience through. What did you learn along the way when you and I were working together? And then, what are some things that you're still wanting some help around? Well, you know, uh, I think. Uh, a big part of my work with you was the nice guy syndrome and, <laughs> yeah. you know, what, right, what kind of clothing uh, will suit my body type and just having the confidence that I essentially had lost uh, during my marriage uh, just to approach women and initiate a conversation. Uh, so, so this is this is uh, where we started, and mm-hmm. I think if I analyze myself critically now, I think I've come a long way, but I still have struggles. Yeah. Uh, and would you like to know about the struggles, or, or, or I, I don't know? Yeah, uh, no, and I, th- exactly because yeah. I think. Well, and where we left off because it's been quite a while since I've talked to you. Um, I feel like you were really feeling, I mean, you were kind of coming into your confidence and realizing that the nice guy wasn't serving you in terms of the way that we were talking about nice guy, meaning, of course, everyone should be a nice guy. We've, I've talked about this on the podcast before. It's not like you being an asshole, right? (laughs) That's not what we were working on. Right. Yeah, it was right. right. But it was more about how you were giving your power away and not recognizing your needs. And so that you would do things that would overlook that. And then there would be resentment, you know, or you would attract like lopsided relationships, so to speak. So yeah, that's where I felt. But then I remember as we were working together that there were a lot of these cultural nuances and differences in dating and how you were used to growing. I mean, you virtually grew up in a culture that didn't date like how we date here, right? That is totally correct. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So maybe do you want to talk a little bit about just what you're struggling with now in terms of like the religious stuff and the and the cultural differences. And maybe I can help you create some of like what we were talking about in the beginning, like a mini culture for yourself, a mini, you know, dating plan. My, my current struggles are not the confidence or mm-hmm. nice guy syndrome. I mean, I, I really appreciate your help. I think I've come a long way. In that regard, uh, so it, it, it really involves doing a lot of inner work. Uh, so, uh, but but still, you know, in terms of my own uh, integration of my image as an immigrant who's who's living in the U.S. and looking for a partner, uh, there there are struggles. I. I, I think in American culture, there's an expectation 
that there should be physical contact or physical intimacy after a certain number of dates. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I am I'm very monogamous, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't believe in premarital sex. So it's a, it's a struggle. It's a tension uh, and a conflict within myself. On one hand, I, I totally realize the biological and physiological need to have intimacy uh, in, 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 in such a relationship. But on the other hand, uh, there's this conflict with the religious values. Yeah. So I don't know how to navigate through, through that. Uh, huh. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. Well, okay. So question around that, like, how does that play out? How does it pose as a challenge for you as you're dating? Well, that there's inhibition, right? Uh, that you know you're you're dating someone, but you don't know how far you're going to go with this thing, uh-huh. uh, and and that creates ambivalence uh, in your own true intentions, and uh, there's this conflict between desire and religion, and you know, so 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 there's a conflict. Uh, and it, it definitely creates some ambivalence in the in the dating scene. Okay, that I think you just said that. Let's 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 work with that for a second because you said the conflict has to do with you still having a desire as a male, yeah. as a human being, as a sexual person, <laughs> right? I mean, that's a right. and right. yeah, and right. and something that is also I think more culturally accepted here but then you have the conflict of your upbringing around your religious values around sex and what that all means so let's let's look at those two things for a second so when it comes to like and because I actually I I don't know all the nuances when it comes to the uh, religious piece what were you taught growing up around sex and you know in your culture when it came to dating, if you look, if you look at a woman, yeah, you uh, you stop looking at at her, and only only your parents or elders in the family they're supposed to arrange for the marriage. So, so uh, looking at women uh, uh, is prohibited. They're discouraged. Oh wow! Wait, so if you if you actually were sexually attracted to somebody and you looked yeah, at a woman, I'm, I'm supposed, yeah, that would I'm, mean I'm that you, to, yeah, you're supposed to do something about it, that you're supposed to marry her or something, right? Or, or no, no, I'm sorry, I didn't explain it well. Oh. Uh, then I'm, I'm supposed to lower my gaze and not look at that woman oh. uh, second time. And if I really find her attractive, then I'm supposed to stand a marriage proposal to the elders in the family, but no sexual contact whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I can I can talk to her in presence of other family members, but not not one on one. Ah, okay, yeah, I, I can see why that would be a, a huge. I mean, that's so different than here. And when right. it, if if anybody 
maybe that you knew or around town or like your friends or if, I, did, if anybody had looked at a woman inappropriately, according to what you're saying, what would happen? Would there be any consequences? Right. So, so, so this is the, this is a teaching, right? Yeah. I mean, even, even in the faith, there, there are different levels, right? What are, what are the teachings? Then mm-hmm. how a person interpret, interprets that teaching. And the next level could be, uh, what does that person believe in? And what does that person practice, right? So these are all different levels, uh, and all, all three, four of them could be totally different from each other. So in, 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 in Muslim culture, different people vary mm-hmm. according to, the, to their pra- practices. Uh, some people have premarital, premarital sex. Some people do dating. Some people do have intimate relationships. Uh, but in, in my case, I, I think I am okay with meeting a woman, having a conversation. But if it really would come down to having sex, I'll have problems with that. And what are the problems for you? I think I will. I, I, I worry that if I do something like that, I will have guilt uh, associated with that, that I violated a religious commandment. Uh-huh. Okay. And where is and and the religious commandment is that something that was just integrated as part of your upbringing, right? Like that's something you just as a don't child. Yeah, as a child, right? Okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Now, here's here's the, my big question to you because this has to do with like where you want to go at this point. It do you right. still have that fundamental belief that you had growing up? Or is it just more the guilt that's attached to that? Do you know what I'm saying? I know, I know, I know. I mean, gosh, it's the, it's the same analogy that uh, with, as, as with the concept of God, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I try to live my life as if there's God, but I'm really scared. What if there's a God? You know what I mean? So there's, yeah. so there's a there's a denial there's a denial there that there's a conflict. Right, uh, right, okay. So, 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 so there's a belief and then there's a disbelief. Yes, right? yes, right. So there's a conflict within the conflict, basically. So no, that, no, that is correct. Yeah, no, no wonder it can get so like convoluted and and confusing for you. Okay, now moving to the other side. Well, thank you for that because that I think also helps me get a little more clear on where you are from, you know, where you were growing up. Now, currently you're not living there anymore. Currently you're here in the United States and as you're like finding different women and, you know, you and I were working on just what that was like to even just, just saying hello to different women, you know, not really having any meaning behind it, but getting used to almost remember female energy, we were calling it. Um, what are your desires now living in this culture? What are, what are, and, and you can be as free as you want, like putting your culture aside. What do you, Fred, feel like you want to do? I, 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 I know what my personal uh, wishes are in terms of finding a future partner, but I don't know how to navigate it in, in this culture. 
uh, I, I know I want a supportive partner. I, I, I want a person uh, in whose presence I, I feel stronger and uh, my soul feels nourished. Obviously, physical attraction is a big part of intimacy, but that's about it. But that's about it. So I, I know what kind of partner I like. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I'm strictly tied to marrying a Muslim, Christian, Jewish, or any person of a particular race. But I do want to respect uh, my own values. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm in a way, I'm trying to avoid all this whole premarital shebang, and I, I want to marry someone. But how is that working for you here? <laughs> Very poorly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. I mean, that's the, I mean, and and that's the reality. But you know what? What you're saying, I mean, putting the culture and religious stuff aside, this is. Anyone growing up in a certain way, not having a certain experience and expecting to adhere to like just some sort of difference that, you know, it could be anything really. And so, I mean, it could be somebody who loves fruit, but they didn't, you know, the other person didn't grow up eating fruit. So now they have to learn how to eat fruit and, and see what kinds of fruit. Maybe they don't like all of it. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's somewhere in between, Fred. Like, I don't think it has to be like you meet a woman and have sex with her. And I don't think you have to remain celibate until you get married again. Because like you said, it's not working the way that you're <laughs> approaching it. Because it's like you're almost frozen because you're, like you said, you're avoiding this whole kind of premarital stuff. But but give yourself a break. I mean, your only frame of reference around women right now is just relationships. You've never dated. So it's all new territory for you. You are you almost have to think of it like you're learning a new language and and taking time with that. And so I think that creating your own little mini culture mm -hmm. And combining the aspects of what's important to you without losing kind of, you know, the reality of living here in America so that you can experience because what you just said you want, that, that thing, that relationship, the partnership, that will all happen. Like, but that's the long-term thing. Like here in America, it's not going to, we, we don't have that happen usually. I mean, that happens sometimes, but people get to know people first. And so it's just learning those steps, right? Until, and, and doing it in a pace, in a way that still feels somewhat comfortable for you. And so, yeah, it is a little bit navigating the murky waters. Like you said, you're having a hard time, but, but to take your, the pressure off of yourself mm -hmm. and say, Oh yeah, I'm just learning a new language. It's just like when you learned English, now you're learning how to what dating even means to get to the end result. It's just a whole it's just a whole different mindset. So then the question becomes, well, how do I do that? I'm sure you're saying, well, okay, Ken, that sounds great. How do we do that? Um, tell me what you are trying right now, like in terms of just meeting women, because it's been a while since we've chatted. Uh you know, I downloaded a couple of apps. Okay. Uh, 
gosh, uh, I, I've gotten responses, uh, but nothing is sort of like has led to anything meaningful. So I, I did speak with a, a girl over the phone uh-huh. uh, last Sunday. And, you know, we, we chatted on the text, uh, on, on, on the app for some time. Then, you know, I, I spoke with her on the phone. And, you know, immediately, like, first minute into the conversation, she started, she said, tell me about your divorce. Oh. And I, 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 I felt it was a little odd. Then uh-huh. I still, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit. And as, as I started telling her about my divorce, every, after every sentence, she made some kind of statement like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's another twist to the story. So like one minute into the conversation, you know, I, I paid attention to my feelings and I was feeling really bad about this phone call. So I said mm-hmm. to her, I said, look, this is, this is not going well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel interrogated right now and I feel really judged. Mm. Why don't we take some time off? Uh, so uh, then she came back at me and she said, no, you know, you said that you'll be, t- you'll be talking about your divorce and, you know, you'll share everything with me. I said, yeah, but no, not within the first minute of uh, of our first room conversation. Yeah. So, but anyhow, right. So anyhow, I hung up and then I told her, look, you know, I don't sense any compatibility here. So, because, uh, you know, I, why should I waste my energy and time and, you know, mm-hmm. emotional energy on all of this? So, uh, otherwise, you know, uh, I'm still on a dating gap, but nothing substantial has happened. Uh, whichever girls I, I, I meet, they sort of have a boyfriend, and uh, it's kind of crazy, but... Uh, they still try to hang out with me, so I don't understand that dynamic. But uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm I'm doing the best I can. Okay, good. No, it's a good start. And look, I mean that that's that's progress from even when you and I were chatting long ago. And this I'm saying, like, you have to think of yourself back in school, like almost think of this as like a dating school, and you can't you can't expect to be in the PhD program right now. You have you have to go right. Like we have to start in the elementary years, <laughs> and and this is what's going to be really different for you is to learn to to get to know women without being attached to the outcome. And right. that is going to be really probably challenging for you because you're you're going at dating, looking at the long-term outcome. And what I'm telling you to do is almost pretend like you're going back to school and you're just learning how to talk to women right now. And so, you know, without putting too much like expectations around it. And I love that you, you know, you put yourself on an app. So here, here's, here's the little mini like culture plan that we're going to come up with. So number one is what what apps are you on right now? Are you looking at intercultural types of apps or, you know, do you want to date American women? Like what's your jam right now? Well, uh, I, I don't want to deprive uh, any, any woman from any 
particular culture of myself. So I'm, <laughs> Good. I'm on. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm on we would be so apps. sad, Brad, if you were depriving us <laughs> out here. <laughs> Please don't deprive us. I want to be. All, I want to be all inclusive. Uh, but <laughs> I love it. So wait, which ones are you on? <laughs> I'm on Bumble. Yeah, good. Okay, Bumble's great. And mm-hmm. and then I'm on Mass.com. Okay. Uh, so these are the two apps I'm on. Okay, great. And how many t- like how much time a day are you on there? Like really just aggressively looking and dedicating some time to this? Not much. Okay, so. Uh, that's the first thing I want you to do is I want you to look at this as school. Right. So like when, I mean, you, you're a smart guy, you went to school, right? I know you did. I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> remember you, there was homework <laughs> and remember you studied. So there's no way that you could expect to like pass a quiz or a test without studying. And so I want you for a half hour every day going on these apps mm. and studying. I want you to swipe any woman to the right that looks interesting to you on match, you know, click on and start reaching out to at least, you know, well, on Bumble, it's, it's harder because they have to reach out to you. I understand that. But you could still like swipe right to maybe like 10 women a day. And on match, I want you to click on, I don't know, 10 women and try to just engage in conversation. And when you, when you mm-hmm. engage in conversation, try to say something interesting that you find in their profile that you can have a conversation about. And that was some of the stuff you and I worked on too, just like the conversation and, you know, just being real and authentic and not let it, yeah, like that woman that you described before, obviously it got a little heavy really fast and you detected that. So you were like, all right, lady, that's not really what I'm, what I'm looking for right now. So keeping things light is exactly the right attitude. And as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. see if you can get them, you know, either to the phone or just, just to meet you. And if you can set a goal for yourself to try to meet at least like one woman every week or every two weeks to start, like really treat this as like, like, you know, a study thing and also, you know, like an academic goal for yourself. And, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's all I want you to concentrate on. And then in addition, keep going out. Like you've been going out, like you said that sometimes you meet people who maybe are attached you know, already, or they have boyfriends. Again, if you think of your mission right now, not being attached to the outcome, I want you to think about meeting everybody and anybody, married people, coupled off people, single people, as just a way of networking, just like in business, right? Like Mm -hmm. you just meeting Mm -hmm. as many people as you can, because you also don't know who they know. And, Mm -hmm. And I think if you just concentrate on that, but then, you know, going back to the whole guilt that you find with, with the, the sex and all of that, I don't think you have to mm-hmm. worry about that right now. Like that would be almost, you know, when you get to fifth grade <laughs> or sixth grade, right, like right, right now. Right, right. Yeah, right now, just, just I think getting, it's almost volume and getting really comfortable and excited about different women, getting to know yourself in the process. And every time you go out with a woman, here's the third thing I want you to do. I want you to go home and I want you to write 
some things that you really liked about her and things that were good mm. for you and maybe things mm. that didn't work for you. And just like, mm -hmm. and all you're doing is going to collect data because in that process, you're going to get to know yourself. And mm -hmm. it's, and mm -hmm. I think if you just keep your eye on the ball and do that and give yourself a time frame for, I don't know, three months for the next three months, I'm going to go on, this is your mission on the next three months, I'm going to go on, you know, uh, the apps or match.com for a half hour a day. I'm going to reach out to 10 women and I'm going to try to mm -hmm. get at least one date every week or week and a half. And then mm -hmm. try to make some connections. And then after you start making and building conversation and connections, and if anything starts getting to the second date, the third date, the fourth date, then that's where that cultural clash might start coming up because maybe you're starting to really like a woman. And that's where you have to kind of think to yourself, all right, then you have to dig deep, you know, and maybe you'll come back on a call or we'll keep coaching together, but it's more, that's almost the, the, mm -hmm. you know, next level. But I think just to put some pressure off of you to just worry about mm -hmm. this thing right here that we're talking about. I don't know. What do you think of that? Well, that sounds good. So you're saying that just one foot in front of the other yeah. and don't get attached to any outcome, just enjoy the process and learn about yourself and about the other person and do it as frequently as they can. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Because mm -hmm. that way too, I mean, no, it's so overwhelming thinking about, you know, that, that huge end game that you've been thinking about. And then plus having all that stuff that you grew up with, I think this will help you date without guilt so that you can not only understand what dating is like here in America, but also for you, and this is the most important thing, and this has to do with the nice guy come full circle. What's good for you, Fred? Not what's good for your family, your culture, the woman. What can you create so that you have that mini cultural you know, plan for yourself that's specific to you? And that's all that, that matters. Because in the end, that's what's going to mm. make you happy. Well, that's, that's very powerful. Create a mini culture. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think, and, you know, also even dating different cultures within America. And that's, that's also interesting. Like you may find there's different cultures even here that you may click with or vibe with more or, or find like, oh, this is a little more like how I grew up, but then you're both assimilating to the cultures here. So there's so many different ways that you can create. I mean, if you think of it, there's just a lot of like creativity and possibilities here that I think just wasn't possible, you know? So it's just, it's a whole new world. It really is for you. And it's exciting. Totally, totally, totally. You know, just keep an open mind and, and yeah, create my own thing. Awesome. How are you feeling? No, the, the it's good. Good. It's good. Uh, just, 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 yeah, yeah. You can yeah. just take the pressure off my shoulders and then just go with the flow. But yes, at least go. Yes. You know, <laughs> uh, don't, 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 don't stay stagnant. Yes. You know? No, no one ever changes or gets anywhere staying stagnant, staying frozen, staying in your cocoon, right? 
And yeah. only movement will create that change. Yes, so Fred, thank you so much for coming on. It, it was so special and you definitely need to like stay in contact with me and, and let me know how that happens. Remember, just keep, keep this mission statement in mind for the next three months and, and hopefully you'll just start having fun with it all. That sounds good. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for, you know, helping me out. And, you know, you, 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 I, 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 I really felt inspired by you at so many levels. A, you know, your own story was just amazing. And then B, you, you're so personable and emotionally so intelligent. I mean, without going in any details, you know, probably you remember at one point, you know, I, I was going through something and you sort of, you know, uh, you didn't have your own agenda and you rather, you know, supported me in that transition of my life. So I, oh, I really Fred, it, you, you're so Thank welcome. You it's so my pleasure. You made me cry a little bit over here. <laughs> it really, seriously, and always touched like with people and, and it, it, for me, it's super special even just to hear how, how people are doing, you know, and getting back in touch with you. So. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining me. This has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside. And ladies, I have a special announcement. If you are looking to vamp up your flirting skills, sorry, Fred, I, I'm sure I should I should make a, a male version at some point. But right now, it's we're doing it for ladies to feel more confident and embodying your femininity. And you're going to love this new form. 14-day flirt and femininity challenge. It starts June 6th, and I'm going to help you learn the key ingredients to attract men, such as hidden secrets to feminine charisma, how to communicate with your body language, and, and getting sexy clothes for your dating wardrobe. And it's going to be super fun. It'll be taking place in a private Facebook group with a community of women. So click the link in the show description to join. And of course, stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.